inspired everyone. This is Tim and the Olympic Blue bringing the best in New York Jack Sports Talk Entertainment. It's the couple days after the Colts win. Uh, getting ready to look at that playoff push. Looking at Brian Dave, looking at the Joe Shaner, looking at what this team has done and what this team has accomplished going into this year. It's been a fantastic run. It's been it's been an interesting year. The year's not over yet. We still have the game against the vaunted Philadelphia Eagles. I believe the Eagles right now are still 14 and a half points favorites at home uh, against the Giants. If you're going by the matchups, it looks like the Giants are going to be heading into Minnesota to play the Vikings again. Uh, we'll do it we'll, once we get you know past the Philadelphia game. We we will do a breakdown of the um, uh, of the playoff push and the game against the Vikings. It's interesting because if you want to look at an opponent that would be a good first round matchup for the Giants, it would be the Minnesota Vikings. You don't want to go to San Francisco. It would be Minnesota because of the fact that Minnesota's defense does rank about 31st. Uh, the Giants have played Minnesota recently in the dome. I don't take much credence in regular season games versus opponents that you're going to see in the playoffs. I really don't make, take much credence in that because of the fact that so many different things can happen. So many different things can, uh, can transpire. And the playoffs, is, the playoffs are a different beast. And I find it, um, you know, I just find it interesting that you got you got to kind of look at it from that perspective. So you got to kind of take out what happened that week against Minnesota and throw it out the window and kind of just move forward. But, you know, this this is really about Joe Shane and Brian Dable at the end of the day. Of course, the players have, you know, players play their game, but the the leadership behind this organization is what really, I believe, pushed this giant team into the playoffs. It doesn't also help that we had pretty much the easiest schedule in the beginning of that, in the first eight games of the season. Uh, so that really pushed us forward because honestly, if you take a look at it from a perspective, the Giants started six, one, and now are three, five and one in their last nine. So it's, it was that, it was that early season push to win games that they probably should have won uh, and potentially win games that they shouldn't have won. And it was to be, it is the coaching staff. It is Shane. It is Dable. It is Kafka. It is wink. It, it is everyone and above, including the players, of course. But I believe it all starts with the general manager. It all starts with the coaching staff and uh, it goes from there. Also, we want to send our wishes out to uh, DeMar Hamlin, Hamlin, um, the bill safety who actually, I guess, went into cardiac arrest yesterday um, during the bills Bengals games, our thoughts and prayers go out to him and his family. Hopefully he will make a speedy recovery there. There, there is no, there is no talking about his football career or anything else. When, when it comes to something like this, it's, you just hope the young man can come back and be happy and healthy and, and can recover, um, from what happened yesterday. So, but you all, you have to give, like I said, I've, I've said this before and I've said it a million times. Shane is, is, you know, is always had my, um, my, my trust, you know, and I know it doesn't mean anything, but he's always had, I've, I've always put trust in Shane. I always put trust in Dable. And I said, I, and I always say that Dable is my mountain crush. And I always say this because of the fact that you have to trust the organization. You have to trust the head. You have to trust that the moves that they make. Now I may have questioned moves that Shane and Dable have made, of course, because you know what, you wouldn't have a talk station or, or a podcast or a YouTube channel. If you did not question things, if you did not look at things and say, okay, maybe I would have done this differently. Maybe this didn't work out. Maybe this didn't make sense. You know, unless you're going to be a channel that's just rah, rah, rah. Everything's great. Everything's awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of the team, but that's group think. We don't do group think here. We do think for yourself, have your own opinion. Move forward that way, but don't just sit there and have groupthink. 
because you know what? That's the most dangerous thing in the world. And also it's, it's just not healthy. So I've said it before. I think everything starts with the top and this was a building block draft for Shane. And it's nice that Kayvon Thibodeau is, is making that swing is making that push to be in the player that a lot of us thought he could be. I find it interesting that there were so many people that were jumping off the the Kayvon Thibodeau bandwagon. And now all of a sudden the last couple weeks have jumped back on. You need to be consistent. This one, And this is what just it irks me a little bit. You need to be consistent with your opinions. People get mad at me that I don't change my opinions. You want to know why? Because they're my opinions. Why am I going to change it? It's what I think. It's what I believe. Just because you are going to yell at me and use profanity and, and, not, and have some stupid points that make zero sense does not mean I'm just going to change my opinion. That's what a weak-minded person does. They go with the flow. They go with the bandwagon. It, it, takes, it takes a strong person. It takes a man to stand up against the slings and arrows. It takes a man to stand there alone while everyone else around him is saying one thing and say something different and then hold to his convictions and not go into the mindset of the group think. So I'm not going to change my, I'm not going to change my opinions. I always thought Kayvon was going to be a player. I still think Evan Neal is going to be a player. And I think these are two guys that are really going to be built around for these giants. They are the building blocks. Shane, you know, I've said it before. I think Shane nailed those two picks right and knocked those two picks out of the park because of the fact that it's not just about the 2022 season. It's about 2023. It's about 2024. It's about, it's about the next 10 years. It's not just about the game in front of us. General, you got to think of it this way. Fans look at, organization look at their team and see the season in front of them and so does the head coach the general manager sees four years down the road five years down the road because they have to they have to think of the longevity of the team and I think Shane is doing everything right in reference to thinking about the longevity because it's a sprint it's not a, excuse me it's not a sprint it's a marathon and I think Shane, and like I said, Shane has done has done what he needed to do this first year. And of course, getting into the playoffs, <laughs> that's that's a big push. Making the playoffs is, is more than doing everything you need to do. And he hired the right coach in Brian Dable. And it's it's Brian Dable to me always seemed to come in there. Like I, I mean, I never call I you know, some people want to say he's Parcellian. I, I don't I don't see that because I see him being his own guy. But he has the ability to to communicate with his players. He has the ability, even during the rough stretches, he he his there was a little bit of you know, there was a little bit of crack in the facade when they were going through a tough spot, but he's also a rookie head coach, so he's learning. He's learning on the job. And he understands that, you know what, it's, it's, and he said this a million times, this is a game that you have to play week to week. It's not, we're, we're not like fans. Some fans are looking six games down to the road to like the Philadelphia game or something, but Brian has his team focused on the game ahead of him. He's gotten focused on the team that is their next opponent. He has the focus on the game at hand. And I think that is, is something that this giant organization lacked for years going, you know, after Tom Coughlin left. He's looking at the long haul of the season. He wasn't just looking, he wasn't counting one win as a big win, a big one, a win bigger than another. And he wasn't counting a loss bigger than another loss. 
So you have to give him all the kudos in the world. You also got to give all the kudos in the world to, to Wink. Wink right now, I believe his defense is ranked like 26th or 27th, something like that. But somehow he's still pulling this off with a banged-up secondary, a, a suspect run defense, and it's very suspect to run defense. And he still has some issues, you know, maintaining the edge with his linebacker assignments and holding the edge. He's, he's, got, he's got some issues in reference to giving up big plays to quality wide receivers. You know, but somehow these last couple of weeks, and not even that, probably the entire year, he's dialed it up a little bit. My concern with Wink is Wink's not going to be here next year. I thought Wink, and you can go back and watch the, the videos, I, I wanted Wink to be the Giants head coach when they hired Joe Judge. He was, Wink was my guy because he just, he just had this air about him. He had this look about him. He had this, he had, the, and this is before the, the wheels fell off the bus in 2021 for the defense of the Baltimore Ravens. But he just had this air about him, and he still does. And doing what he has done with this Giants defense, with the the minimal amount of talent that he has in the linebacking core, that he has at times in the secondaries and the corner positions, it, it just really shows that. And I will be the first one to say it. I thought he ended up blitzing too much, and maybe he should have disguised some more of his blitz packages and dropped more guys back into coverage because of the fact that he had a weakness in the secondary. But you know what? He did what needed to be done. And he did it well, and he's been doing it well, and he makes no excuses when his teams get blown out and gives up huge chunks of points. He doesn't make an excuse about it. He doesn't sit there and blame the players. He, and like I said, this, this, this is what's different about this organization than it was the last six, seven years when you had Pat Shermer, when you had Joe Judge, where, where everyone was – that's why I hated Shermer. I've said that a million times. Shermer was the smartest guy in the room when he won. When he lost, it was, any, it was everyone else's fault. Everyone else was too stupid to follow his game plan. So at the end of the day, you, ha- you have to give all the props in the world to Wink as well because of the fact that, like I said, he's doing more with less, and I worry that he is not going to be here next year because of the fact that it's just one of those. It's just, you know what? You have a quality, and, and I know the NFL goes in cycles in regards to, um, you know, if they hire defensive coaches or if they hire offensive-minded coaches, it always goes in cycles. But I just think Wink is a guy that deserves a shot. I think he deserved it three years ago, uh, but I really do think he's going to get the opportunity with a lot of job openings coming up in 2023. I think he's going to get that opportunity to be that head coach. You also got to give a big credit to Kafka. Kafka with a I, – I, I love it, though, because every week with certain – every week with Giant fans and certain Giant fans, it just makes my head hurt. Because it's always like, we have no weapons. We have nothing. Then we have a big game in Minnesota. Look at those weapons. The the, the offense is coming around. And then you have a bad game, and it's like, oh, you know, we got to go out and get some weapons. Just makes your head hurt. It makes your head spin. And I laugh because I I will do a video for a day, and I'll come back, and I think. IQs just. Drop sharply while I was away. Those are the things I think sometimes. Thanks, Ripley. That's what I think sometimes. But Kafka's done a great job with the offense. It's been the resurgence. Everyone can sit there and talk about Daniel Jones and his 15 touchdowns and his 3,000 yards. People are like, oh, you're bashing Daniel Jones again. Oh, he's the franchise quarterback after the win over the Colts. The Colts are 4-12-1. and I don't think we beat the 85 Bears. Sorry, guys. And also, go look at Tyrod Taylor's stats from 2017 when he took the Bills to the playoffs at 9-7. and seven. Eerily similar. Thank you, Zach, for pointing that out. 
But Kafka is understood and understood at times. You need to run the ball. Saquon Barkley over 1,300 yards. You need to run, you need to run the ball effectively. Because if you can't run the ball in this league, you're, you're not going to go anywhere. And the Giants offense doesn't go anywhere. Daniel Jones doesn't play well. And Daniel Jones has played well the last two weeks, but he doesn't play well if the running game is not back. He doesn't because the fact that if, if the teams don't need to focus on Saquon Barkley and they dare Daniel Jones to throw, things don't work out well. So we need to remember that Saquon, for everyone that wants to annoy Daniel Jones, the next quarterback, you don't know that yet. You don't, you don't know what, you don't know what's going to go on yet. You don't know what, you don't, you don't know what is in Shane's mind. And I forget that some people forget how to do math in reference to the salary cap. One plus one, still two, right? Because one plus one still does equal two. And the amount of money you have and the amount of players you need to sign and the amount of things you need to do is going to preclude you to doing certain things. And I love fans that are sitting there going, well, what they need to do is they need to give Daniel Jones a, uh, they, they believe in Daniel Jones so much that their thought process is he needs to accept a team friendly contract. And then you got Lawrence Tynes, who's just a fucking idiot, going, well, you got to give him $200 million. Yes, you, you need to wreck your salary cap for Daniel Jones after one good season. Did we not learn anything from the Leonard Williams fiasco? If Daniel Jones is worth $200 million, Patrick Mahomes is worth $4 billion. Or maybe more than $4 billion. He's worth like $10 billion. But Kafka has understood the fact that you need, especially early on at certain times, you need to rely heavily on Saquon Barkley. You have to rely heavily on the running game. People like to talk about Daniel Jones's fourth quarter comebacks, but the problem is they failed to mention that in two of those games, he threw one pass in the fourth quarter. One of the games, he didn't throw any passes in the fourth quarter. They relied on Saquon Barkley's legs. They relied on the running ability. You subtract Saquon Barkley away from this offense, it's, there's nothing there. It's the health of Barkley that pushed his team forward, and Kafka understood that. And Kafka understood you have a short predicated passing game set up by your run. And if your run is not working, you continue with the short passes because of the fact that that's almost like a run. You look, you think of Bill Walsh with the West Coast offense a lot of times. He went with the short passing game, especially to what, you know, it was Wendell Tyler uh, early on in, this, in the beginning of their Super Bowl runs and Roger Craig. And if, they, if the running game wasn't working, you set up the short pass because it's just as good as a run, a five yard pass is just as good as a five-yard run because then it sets you, sets you up at second and five. And Kafka understood that. I don't know if that was an edict from Shane. I don't know if that's an edict from Dable. But you know what? Kafka gets – I give all the credit in the world for Kafka. Was Like I said, I was worried about bringing in a rookie OC. And there were some rough patches this season. But, you know, he's, they've, they've done what they needed to do. They moved forward. Daniel Jones, like I said, Daniel Jones played well in the last two games. You can't take that away from him. But I'm also not giving $200 million to a quarterback that has two good games in a row. That's how a franchise gets in trouble. That's how a franchise puts themselves in where we were for the last 10-plus years. And like I said, I sit there and, and I give I, – I, I just – I believe in Shane. I find your lack of faith disturbing. And I don't have a lack of faith. I believe in Shane. If Shane wants to bring Daniel Jones back, then you know, and Shane thinks that's the best for this organization, I believe he's going to do the right thing. If he wants to move on and draft a quarterback and go a different direction, I think he's going to do the right thing. 
I don't think that he is going to put this organization in a position, and I don't think he is going to be swayed by the fans. I don't think he's going to be swayed by Mara. I think he's going to be swayed by his head coach. Because if you go back to the first day that he was hired, there was concern that there was going to be a force hire by Mara for the head coach on Shane. And at the end of the day, Shane went out and got the guy that he wanted. Because I've said this a million times before, and if you know anything about the NFL, you know this. You want to win with your own guys. You never want to lose with someone else's guys. Because of the fact that if you lose with someone else's guys, it's your own fault. That you didn't pick the guys, and you, you didn't pick the guys you wanted to go in the trenches with. That you went out with someone else's retreads. But like I said, if Shane is going to move forward... With Dan Jones as a quarterback, I'm going to trust Shane's opinion, and I'm going to trust the evaluation of Shane and Dable and the entire coaching staff. But I also understand that the football is, and that's what a lot of people don't get. Football, it, while it's a passionate game, football is also a business. You have to look about what's in front of you, and you have to look five years down the road, and you have to look that one guy had two good games in four years, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say that. He's had a couple good games here and there. And I think he would have a good game in Minnesota, the second playoff game, because of the fact that Dan Jones performs well in the Dome. If you go back and look at his, some of his best games, they're in the Dome. So I do think he could potentially have a good game in, in, uh, in, what you call it, in, um, in Minnesota in the playoffs. But you have to remember this. For all the people like, we have to sign him to this. We have to do this. We have to do this. No, and no matter what we say, it's not going to happen. It's what Shane and Dable. And reports that come out, I love the reports that come out because I just think some parents aren't people are just idiots. I love the reports that come out and say, uh, Shane just said, uh, he, the Giants just said they're going to come out and sign both, want to sign both Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. Do you really think this early they're going to be tipping their hat into free agency in the draft? No one can imagine that it could potentially be a smokescreen. Hey, remember when Unique Ngagwe was coming here and all the idiots on Twitter were posting things because he posted something about Lawrence Taylor, but they failed to mention or forget the fact that he also posted something about Derek Thomas. Remember when he, remember when he was coming here? Remember when we were going to be trading for Jerry Judy? Remember when Odell was coming here? Remember all these things that people said that were going to happen and, and, and everyone all got fired up about it and dumb old Tim said that ain't going to happen. Because if you look at it from a business perspective, this is why it doesn't happen. So I'm going to just put my trust in Shane. I'm going to put my trust in Dable. I'm going to enjoy the I'm thinking about going to the Eagles game. I'm going to go enjoy the Eagles game. Uh, we got some big channel news coming up. I think uh, in the next week. No, the channel is not staying. Uh, the channel is moving on. We may be... Uh, ending the channel before February 17th. Um, I'll have more information and reference to that because there, there is another project which has been presented to me uh, by a media company. So I have, I have to decide um, whether I want to do that or whether I want to continue this till the 17th. If I decide to do it, uh, I won't be continuing this till the 17th. Uh, we'll be, we'll be, we'll probably be, we'll be ending directly after the season. So we'll have some more information on that. But like I said, at the end of the day, you got to give all the props in the world to Shane, to Dable, to Kafka, the entire coaching staff, to all the players for a great season so far. We got one game left. And again, this is Tim with the Online Big Blue, bringing you the best of New York Giants sports talk entertainment. And as always, if you like, subscribe to the Green Devil.